Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the live stream of our Sunday morning service here at Pine Castle United Methodist Church in Orlando, Florida. My name is Jim Poling, and contrary to popular belief, no, I did not change my name for election year. Polling has nothing to do with that. Anyway, uh, welcome to our regular congregation and also to our visitors from across the Fruited Plain. We notice every week we have visitors from all across the country, and we uh, invite you to be part of our service as well. If you happen to be in the Orlando area visiting, we invite you to come on Sunday morning at 1030. We're in South Orlando in the community of Pine Castle. Now, we know that you'll be here for the attractions probably, but we call Orlando home and we call Pine Castle United Methodist Church our church home. Now, obviously you can't come right now because you see we're in the middle of this silly pandemic thing and we're not having in-person worship. We're only doing our online services. As a matter of fact, today was supposed to be our soft opening, but that didn't quite work out. The leadership team had to make the tough decision to postpone because of the rise in COVID-19 cases in our local community, but we're hoping to get back together for in-person worship very soon. Keep checking back on our website, pinecastleumc.com, and of course here on Sunday mornings, and we'll keep you up to date as to our plans in that regard. Every Sunday morning, we ask that people in our congregation become positive social influencers for Christ, and we do that by uh, giving you a nugget of what Pastor Scott will be talking about in his message in just a few moments. And we ask you to post this on your social media accounts, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And our PC share, as we call it for this week, is you are blessed to be a blessing. This morning, Pastor Scott is teaching on the hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And we need to know that God is a God of blessing. We need to know that there is a fount of blessings and grace. We need to be reminded of God's grace and desire to bless us and bring peace to our lives.
happy Sunday, kids. Remember last week how we talked about how God's grace is a free gift? It is an undeserving gift that he gives us. Well, today I want to share with you about another verse that has to do with grace. And that is John 1:16, And it says, out of God's fullness, we have all received grace upon grace already given. We have received grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. God's grace and love never stop. They're never ending. Another way to think about that might be to say that we have received spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing or favor upon favor or gift upon gift upon gift upon gift never ends well today i have another empty ice cream cone well kind of remember we need to be filled with god's grace and when we are he keeps heaping it on and on and on over and over and over again he keeps showing us favor and favor upon favor spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing he keeps heaping it on gift upon gift so much that it should overflow from us and you know when it overflows from us we should be overflowing onto others and you know what if it's not you need to figure out why and that's between you and God but you should overflow the grace God's given you to others over and over again because his grace for us never stops well a word of caution just because we have received grace upon grace gift upon gift blessing upon blessing favor upon favor doesn't give you the right to go i can keep sinning right because god's just going to keep forgiving me that's not the right attitude you see, when we sin, God will forgive us, but there are consequences. Because he loves us so much, he allows us consequences. Because he wants us to remember not to do it again. Think about that. Now, let's pray. Dear God, it's so easy to think about the things that are hurting us, the things that are frustrating us, the things that make us angry and worried. But help us to stop thinking about those things and remembering that you have blessed us over and over with gift upon gift, favor upon favor, and gift upon gift. Help us to overflow on to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, who wants some ice cream? Maybe I'll pass it off to Pastor John, who is going to be receiving the tithes and the offerings. See you next Sunday. 
Have a good week. Good morning. I just finished a beautiful bowl of ice cream that was full of blessing, grace, and mercy. Sandra, thank you. Thank you. I'll take a dish of that anytime. I bet you will too. The lesson for today is from 1 John 1. Brothers, sisters, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are really from God. And he goes on to say in verse 4, You, dear little children, are from God, and you have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. That means the one who is in you is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit, and you don't have to be afraid. Unholy fear is fearing those things that you have no control over, fearing what might happen, the imagination running wild. But holy fear is believing, 1 John 4, 4, He, Jesus Christ, in you, is greater than all the devils in the world. I call that fearless living. And that leads me to the offering. Thank God we can give fearless giving. I don't know what stops you from tithing, but I know in the past we've had doubts, others have had doubts, but fearless giving involves tithing 10%. One-tenth of every dollar I earn goes to the Lord. I do that fearlessly, but that comes by living by faith, and it's the best blessing I know of. Do you tithe? I hope you do. Let us pray. God bless this offering today, these tithes, gifts, and offerings, and let them bless others as they've blessed us through the ministry of your church. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, good morning, church. This is uh, Pastor Scott George, and uh, good to be with you today. I want to thank all of the uh, wonderful staff and uh, Aaron and, and Bruce and Lisa and the entire team for helping to make this online worship experience uh, meaningful, and I look forward to it. Boy, right at about 10 o'clock on Sunday, I'm ready to go, and I hope you are as well. People from all over Central Florida are uh, watching and joining us together. We're reaching more people than ever, and so uh, it's, it, it's a joy to have you with us today. Um, we are continuing our series on hymns, hymns for help, hope, and healing. We are going through the entire year, and we're taking all the wonderful hymns of the church, and uh, this month is the month of July. We are focusing on grace. Last month was all the hymns on healing, and what a beautiful time we had praying for those that are sick, uh, building your faith to believe that God is still the God of miracles. And so, uh, speaking of miracles, uh, we're talking about grace, and we're going to be looking today at uh, one of the great hymns of the church. So I want to I want to warn you ahead of time. I got a lot of scriptures. I got a lot, uh, and I want you to follow along. We're going to have them on, on the screen. We've also got them. You can print them online. I know last Sunday I printed all the materials online, and I had it all there, and I was following along and taking good notes. And so I want you to do that as well. You can print out the notes. And then on Monday, we will send uh, the devotion. So you got a time to kind of uh, recap and kind of relook at what we talked about. So uh, get your Bible out. And get ready. We're going to have a wonderful time these next few moments. We are looking at grace. And uh, last week was Amazing Grace. What a great hymn written by John Newton. And, and uh, today we're looking at uh, a, a hymn that's not quite as famous as Amazing Grace, but it is a beautiful hymn. And it's called Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Beautiful hymn written by Robert Robinson. Uh, in about 1755. Now, as many of you recall, most of these hymn writers, uh, they're not writing from a, a palace. They are writing out of hurt. They're writing out of grief. They're writing out of pain. They're writing out of struggles. That uh, Many of them, their children passed away. Their husband or wife passed away. Their business was burned down. I, you know, don't think that these great writers are just writing out of privilege and pleasure because most of the hymns are written out of hardship and they're written to us as a gift. That, that something written in the 1700s can be relevant today. And I do find that the case in the hymn that Richard Robert Robinson wrote, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Um, his father died when he was young. And Robert was a rebellious teenager, and his mom didn't know what to do with him. And so she sent him to barbering school in England. And uh, when he got to school there, he found out that uh, there was more to life than just barbering. And he became a thug. He got involved in drinking and uh, gang life, and he became a gang member. So one night, he and his buddies had a little bit too much to drink, and they went to a fortune teller. And as he was in that room, and the fortune teller was, was, was doing what, uh, what they do, led by demonic forces, and, and uh, they were all laughing, and suddenly Robert 
became sober really quick, and he was traumatized by the experience. So much so that he got all his guys, and, 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 and he left the fortune teller. Now listen to this. This is great. And he ran to a church where George Whitfield was preaching. And George Whitfield was filled with passion and energy and preaching the word of God. And Robert's heart was convicted and he was touched. He didn't make a commitment to Christ that night. But several years later, uh, because of that encounter, he became a believer. He gave his life to Christ, turned his life around. And you're going to love this. He became a Methodist minister. And to get ready for Pentecost Sunday, he wrote a song. And the song that he wrote for Pentecost Sunday was, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And that hymn that he wrote uh, became a tremendous blessing for all of us today. We're going to look at that. Uh, we're going to look at that beautiful, beautiful hymn. Now, this is what um, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to James uh, chapter chapter one, and we're going to go to verse uh, seventeen. I want to start out here, and then we're going to go to a couple different scriptures, as I said. But we're going to look at Robert Robertson's song, "Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing." I want you to go to James uh, chapter one, and I want to go to verse uh, verse seventeen. Actually, let's start at verse 16. James chapter 1, verse 16. If you're with me, let me hear a big amen. Amen. I heard you. All right. James chapter 1, verse 16. Look what it says. It says, Do not be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. What a great scripture. Starts out in verse 16. It says, brothers, sisters, Pine Castle, church, don't be deceived. Now, why do you think he says don't be deceived? The reason he says don't be deceived is because we're deceived. We think that blessings Grace, mercy, comes from us. We've earned it. We deserve it. We did it. And the writer James here says, you're deceived. Don't be deceived. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above. And then, by the way, he says, and by the way, he doesn't shift or change. He's, he's the same yesterday, today, forever. It's a great, great verse of scripture. When Robert Robinson was writing, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, he wanted you, he wanted me to be reminded that every blessing, every gift, watch this, is good and it's perfect and it comes down from the Father in heaven. And the writer says, don't be deceived. Don't, don't think that, that, that you're the reason. Don't think that you're skill. Don't think that you're excellence. Don't think that you're your uh, education. Don't think that, 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 that your abilities have earned you the blessing that God gives you. He says, don't be deceived. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father 
above. And I like that. Now what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to take three um, statements from this hymn. And we're just going to look and, and look into God's word and just kind of see how we can learn from this wonderful hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. You see, you and I need to be reminded that our blessing doesn't come from government. It doesn't come from your job. It doesn't come from a political party. Now, some of you are going to have trouble with that statement right there, because your trust, your hope is in a political party. Your hope and your trust is in government. Your hope and your trust is in your education. Your hope and your trust is in your experience. Um, the blessings that God gives us is, is not from an institution. It's not from a company. It's not from a denomination. It's not from an organization. Every good and perfect gift comes down from our Heavenly Father. And by the way, He doesn't change or shift. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to be reminded of that. And I believe Robert Robinson uh, wrote this hymn, Come Thou Found of Every Blessing, to remind us that our focus, our attention, should be on God the Father and Him alone. And we should have a heart that is filled with thanksgiving and filled with praise and filled with glory and appreciation and gratitude for what he has blessed us with. And by the way, let me say this. Every single one of us are blessed. We're blessed. And we need to be reminded of that. And I think this hymn is going to help us to, 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 to be reminded to put our focus not on government, not on institutions, not on a denomination, not on a church, not on a person, but on God the Father. So here's the first phrase that I want to take from this beautiful hymn. And Robert Robinson wrote it like this. He said, Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Wow. That word there, fount, it's a little, little different. It means source of origin. It means a, a spring of water. And what Robert was saying in this beautiful hymn is he was saying, Come thou fount, come thou spring of water, come thou source, come thou origin of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. You see, when, when, when you live with a blessing that God gives you, the response should be, Tune my heart to sing thy grace. See, the focal point is not you. The focal point is him. And because of his blessing that he's given from us and it's come down from the Father, we should agree with Robert Robertson and we should say, tune my heart to sing thy grace. God, I'm so honored. I'm so filled with gratitude. Every single one of us are blessed. And what I would like us to do right now is just take take a few seconds and think about how much you are blessed. You're blessed in the country that you live in. You're blessed with your family. You're blessed with your children. You're blessed with your grandchildren. We have so much to be grateful for. And, and I don't ever want us to take for granted and think that we have done anything. No, every good and perfect gift comes down. And when you live a life of gratitude, 
You, like Robert, you want to ask God, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Let my focus be on you, God. Let my focus be on your goodness. Let my focus be on your grace and all that you've done. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. And when you do that, you will find that there's tremendous blessing and comfort and gratitude that comes from your heart to God as you tune your heart to sing thy praise. When, when, I, uh, when I saw that word tune, it's kind of like in your car radio. You get in your car, you gotta, you gotta make an adjustment. You gotta tune, you gotta turn, you gotta shift, you gotta find that station that you are looking for. Well, the same way in life. Uh, when you realize that you are blessed and God has blessed you, that, 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 that your response should be, God, help me to tune my heart, help me to find the right station, that I put my focus and my gratitude and my appreciation on you. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Go to Ephesians. You're there in James. Go to Ephesians just for a moment. Ephesians chapter 1. And let me read it, let me read it a, a different way. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Watch this. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to God and the Father of Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You see, every blessing comes from God to you. And like Robert Robertson, we should tune our hearts to sing thy grace. What a great, great opportunity we have to be reminded that the blessing that we enjoy comes from Father, our Father. Tune my heart to sing thy praise. Many of you know, um, Several years ago, we, we did uh, an entire year on, on the blessed life and what it meant uh, to live a blessed life. Let me remind you, the first words God spoke to mankind was a blessing. In, in Genesis 1.28, the first words out of God's mouth, God the Father's mouth, was to Adam and Eve, and the Bible says he blessed them. See, I really do believe that God wants to bless you so that you will turn your heart to sing his grace and that you will be a blessing to others. People are counting on you to be blessed. People are counting on you to live a life of gratitude. People are counting on you to recognize that this is not about you and your accomplishments and what you have done and what you've earned. No, every good and perfect gift comes from Father. And because we are blessed, we are a blessing. And we live that life of blessing because of God's grace and his mercy. Go to one other scripture. Go to Deuteronomy. This is the Old Testament. Go to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28. I want to read this over you and, and, and get you to, uh, to be reminded that God is a God of blessing and that he wants to bless you so that your heart will tune to sing his praise, to sing his grace 
put your attention and your gratitude on him and him alone. This is Genesis chapter uh, 28, and look at verse 1. It says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commandments I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth. And all these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young and the livestock and the calves of your herds and the lambs. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. That's the kind of father that we serve. And when you live that kind of blessing and you recognize that it's, it's because of his grace, you will sing with Robert Robinson. Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. And when you do that, it helps you to recognize God's goodness and his kindness and his mercy that's available for all of us every single day. Can I get an amen? All right, point number one. Point number, number two. Here's another phrase from this beautiful hymn. He says, Robert says, Streams of mercy, never ceasing, calls for songs of loudest praise. Wow, that's great. Streams of mercy, never ceasing. They call me to sing songs of loudest praise. Now, this is what I'm hoping today. I'm hoping that you will so be focused on God's goodness and kindness and his grace that you will recognize that streams of mercy, they never cease, and your response is loud praise. Let me, um, let me encourage you today. Today is a day for you to get loud, to get a little crazy, to get a little fanatical, to push the envelope a little bit, and to sing loud praises of God's grace. Now think about it. You, because of the COVID-19, your, your sports teams aren't playing. There's no soccer. There's no basketball. There's no football. And normally I know what you're like when fall comes around and football season kicks in. You don't have a problem with loud praise when your football team scores, when your basketball team wins, when your favorite soccer team gets a victory. You don't have any problem offering loud praise. You get excited. Man, you're wearing your t-shirts. I don't care if it's a Florida Gator t-shirt or a Florida State t-shirt or a UCF. We all get really, really excited when it comes to singing the praise of our football team when they score. Now think about it for a moment. When was the last time you got loud in praise to God? You see, we're suddenly something about church and something about God causes us to be conservative and moderate 
and composed. And Robert Robinson, when he wrote this hymn, he was speaking to Pinecastle. And he was saying to the church, he was saying to you and he's saying to me, Church, there are streams of mercy that will never cease. And when you begin to recognize that, it will call for you to sing loudest praise. It's time for you to offer loud praise so that your neighbors hear how full of thanksgiving and gratitude you are. Dads, it's time for your kids and your children and your grandchildren to see that you are just as passionate about God's mercy and his grace and it causes you to sing loud praise than you are about your football team or about your political. See, we are blessed and we have God's grace and we have God's mercy and the response should be, God help me in loudest praise to sing your grace. Let me read it again. Streams of mercy, never ceasing, calls for songs of loudest praise. Get loud. Get crazy. Do something you've never done before. Get out of your comfort zone. Lift a hand. Lift both hands. Stand up. Walk around. Shout. Burst out of your conservative worship and offer loudest praise. And we do that because his mercies, his streams of mercies are never, ever ceasing. Here's another scripture. Let's go to, go to Lamentations. That's in the Old Testament. Lamentations uh, chapter, chapter 3 and verse, uh, verse 22. Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22. Now, let me just maybe step on some toes here. It seems like in church, and I've been in church all my life, it seems like the women, the ladies, are, are, are always the ones that are more passionate. And I don't understand that. I, I long for the day when our church is filled with men who lift holy hands, Tears streaming down their face. Loudly singing the praise of God. See, see, your family needs to see you worship loud. And worshiping loud, just as worshiping softly, they're both in the Bible. But it seems like in the church we have leaned towards soft worship. Reverent worship. Being, be, being quiet and being conservative and being timid. Robert Robertson, because he was a gang member... And he got all hell scared out of him when he went to that fortune teller. He wrote, streams of mercy never ceasing. They call for songs of loudest praise. When we get together in in-person worship, and I don't know when that's going to be, but it could be soon. I hope that all of us are so filled with gratitude and appreciation for God's grace and mercy, that we offer songs of loudest praise. You know what? I would like, I'd like for the police to show up and say that they've received calls from our neighbors 
that the praise coming out of Pine Castle was so loud that the police had to be called to, to, to kind of calm us down a little bit. Wouldn't that be great? And when you get a people together that realize that every blessing comes from God, and because his mercies are never ending, it calls for loudest praise. Look at Lamentations chapter 3. I'm getting excited here this morning. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. Look what it says. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. Lamentations 3 says, his mercies are new every single morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Can I tell you something today? God is faithful. That he's going to extend mercy to you. He's going to extend grace to you. Just like he had mercy on Robert Robinson, he's going to have mercy on you. He's going to have grace. And every morning when you wake up and you think, oh, I can't believe what I did yesterday. I can't believe the way I reacted to, to uh, my family. I can't believe the way I re reacted to my wife. I can't believe that, that I did that to my kids. I can't believe that when I encountered somebody who had a different political view than I did, I, that I responded that way. And guess what? When you come to that repentance, it's because of God's mercy. And they're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. His mercy is new every single morning. Streams of mercy, never ceasing, calls for songs of loudest praise. Here's the third point, and this is the last one. I love this one. Let thy grace, Lord, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Let thy grace, Lord, like a fetter. That word there, fetter, means chain or shackle. God, because of your grace, connect me to you because I'm prone to wander. I'm prone to get off the path. I'm prone to think that I'm the one that has earned this. God, help me to connect myself with you that I will never wander from you. And it's an understanding of God's mercy and God's grace that does that. Let me tell you a story that uh, took place to me uh, several years ago. I was in New York City, and we were walking through Times Square. In fact, I was on my way to Times Square Church. Uh, David Wilkerson was the pastor at the time, and it was amazing. You know, Tammy and I would go to a Broadway show uh, the night before, and it was wonderful and incredible, and I enjoyed doing that. I, I, Tammy really likes it, and so I like it because of her, but I enjoyed it as well. So we went to a Broadway show on Saturday night and then went to church. And I was in that church 30 seconds, and tears just started dripping down my face. The Broadway show cost a lot more money, but there was something about the beautiful presence of the Lord in Times Square Church. If you get a chance, go to that church. It's great. It's right, right in downtown, uh, downtown uh, Times Square. I think I, I, we were actually leaving that church service. And there was a street preacher on the side of the road in Times Square. And he was meaner than a snake. Angry. Yelling quoting scripture but it was mean spirited it was ugly and it caught my attention so I just 
I just stopped for a few seconds and I observed and I sat there and watched and I watched people's reaction. Thousands of people walking by. And I was probably the only one that stopped. Because you could just tell by his tone of voice. You could tell by what he was saying. You could tell by the way he was saying it. That he was trying to get people to repent. He was calling people whores and, 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 and drunks and, and fornicators. I mean, he was just going to town. And you know what? He had all the scriptures. But he wasn't, in my opinion, expressing uh, the heart of, of God our Father. And so I just watched, being a, being a preacher and being a pastor, I just kind of watched. And I saw how many people were repelled by his message, filled with anger, filled with bitterness, filled with uh, hate and, and judgment. And uh, I finally just went up to him. He took a break, thank God. Me and the thousand people walking by, we finally said, thank God this guy is shut up for a minute because it, 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 it was bad. And I just introduced myself to him. I said, I said, listen, I really appreciate what you're doing here today, but can, can I remind you of a scripture in Romans chapter 2 that says it's God's goodness that leads men to repentance. And I think you know by now how he reacted to that. He didn't, he didn't like it. He didn't take it very well. It's a great scripture in Romans chapter 2. It's God's goodness. It's God's mercy. It's God's grace that leads us to repentance. That's why Robert Robertson said, Let thy grace, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. You see, if you fully understand grace, it will not liberate you to sin more. It will liberate you to love God more, to make that connection stronger, to get that fetter and to connect it and to make sure that's strong. So your wandering heart, my wandering heart will be tethered, will be feathered, will be uh, connected to God because God, we all are prone to wander. And I'm so glad that Robert Robertson in 1755 wrote this beautiful hymn that reminds us it's God's grace. When you fully understand grace, it does not give you a license to do whatever you want to do. No. When you understand God's grace, it will cause you to make that connection to God tighter, to sing loudest praise, to, 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 to offer thanksgiving and gratitude for all that God has done for you. So last week was amazing grace. This week, Come thou fount of every blessing. And I pray that these three principles, number one, come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Number two, streams of mercy never ceasing, calls for songs of highest praise. And then number three, let thy grace, notice all three of these verses, I've got grace in it. Let thy grace, Lord, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. I said this last week, I'm going to say it this week as well. The scripture says, grow in grace. Grow in grace. Not grow in judgment, not grow in bitterness, not grow in condemnation, not grow in, in, in your, your pride. Grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that scripture says that when you grow in grace and you grow in knowledge, 
God is glorified. So there's someone here today uh, and someone in your life this week that's going to need grace. You're going to want to give them judgment. You're going to want to condemn them. You're going to want to come down on them. I pray you'll be reminded of Robert Robinson's hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, and let God's grace drive you to turn people to Christ. It is the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. I want to, I want to leave you with a blessing. I want to read you with, with a, a, a prayer that, that was prayed so many years ago. It's in Numbers chapter 6, and, and I've, been, I've been saying this for years now. What a, what a tremendous scripture this is, and I want to leave you with a blessing. Come thou fount of every blessing. I want you to leave blessed today so that you can extend God's grace to other people. Look what it says in Numbers chapter 6, verse 23. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the children of Israel. Say to them, I find that interesting. Say to them, why? We need to hear it. We need to know that God is a God of blessing. We need to know that there is a fount. And it's a fount of blessing. It's a fount of grace. And it's available for us. Streams of mercy, never ceasing. We need to hear these words. And here it is. Say this to them. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Thank you, Robert Robinson, for repenting out of a life of gang violence and bitterness into becoming a Methodist pastor that sings loudly of God's grace. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you for the fount of blessing that's available to all of us today. It's not because we deserve it. It's not because we're good enough. It's not because we know the scripture. It's not because we go to church. It's not because we're Methodist. It's simply because of your mercy and grace, and we're grateful for that. God, help us to sing loudly your praise. Help us to receive the never-ending streams of mercy into our life so that we can extend that mercy and that grace and that kindness and that goodness to people around us. I pray your blessing upon God's people, and I thank you for it today. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Go and sin no more. Bye-bye.